1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on the League Cup quarterfinals. Rangers get past Livingston 4-0 at Ibrooks to set up a semi-final meeting with Hearts who are first through. Nick Montgomery's Hibs see off in form St Mirren and will play Aberdeen who won in Dingwall. And elsewhere, Brendan Rodgers feels his side have taken a big step forward in recent weeks. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. It was a big night last night, a bit of respite for Michael Beale. I believe when I was away he was getting a bit of stick as the week dragged on and he could have done with an emphatic win last night and he certainly got it to set up a semi-final. And for Barry Robson as well, a manager under a wee bit of pressure but seems to have turned the corner New manager Nick Montgomery books his place in the semi-final as well. So a good night of football and all gearing towards a full card on Saturday that we always look forward to. What about this self-indulgent mm. maniac? Three seconds in, trying mm. to set the scene for the show, uh, I heard Michael Beale was getting stuck while I was away. Yeah. Just want to tell everybody that he was in holiday. Yeah. It's yeah. not <laughs> all about you. you I, but he was, probably, was he was probably in the warmest country that you could go to He's and he's back, walked in like a milk bottle. It's plenty of shade. <laughs> <laughs> Factor 50. Hurricane Agnes, he's been on holiday with this guy here. <laughs> anyway, colour well done for being on holiday. We'll, maybe, we'll yeah. maybe ask you how it was later, but Gordon Biel, um, it was an important midweek for sure uh, for a lot of clubs and a very interesting quarter final card. Yeah, um, it certainly was, and we got uh, plenty of goals. Um, at Ibrox, four goals, okay. 1-0 at half time We'll talk about the goal that, that separated the size uh, later on the show, Gordon Of that there's no doubt But Rangers ran out comfortable winners What a terrific result for our Hibs um, Coming back um, You know, St Mirren Terrific side just now Playing with a lot of confidence Take the lead to Easter Road And you think, oh, they've got to go on and You know, cement a semi-final place But well done to Hibs And uh, Aberdeen Found a little bit form at the right time Leaves two really good semi-finals Hearts Rangers, Hibs Aberdeen But I am so looking forward to this weekend I really am, can't wait Ryder Cup (laughs) (laughs) I didn't wonder where that was going Uh, 01419511025 That is the number you need So please do give us a call Right now Rangers fans You were looking for a reaction Mark is right while he was away Some of the stuff that was said After the Motherwell game was Strong to say the least So you were looking for a reaction Did you get one last night Was that a suitable reaction What did you like What was better who impressed you, who still needs to impress you, who's still not doing enough, maybe, you can let us know right now. What did you make of it last night? Uh, I know David Martindale certainly felt Rangers' first goal shouldn't have stood. I've had a look at social media. I've got a funny feeling that one might come up tonight as well. Just a hunch. So if you want to get your thoughts, 01419511025. Uh, elsewhere, what about you, St Mirren fans? Does that feel like a bit of a blow? I know you had high hopes. It feels like you were the inform uh, team looking to go and add... Uh, a semi-final place to an impressive league start It was not to be Where did it go wrong last night? Any Hibs fans out there? Nick Montgomery's got the magic touch it seems already 01419511025 And away from the League Cup Celtic fans You'll have to contend uh, with hearing from your manager Which I'm sure you won't mind Brendan Rogers today talking about new contracts for Anthony Ralston The possibility of one for Rio Hatate And how he feels significant steps have been made recently how do you feel about that heading to what might be a tricky game for Park on Saturday? 
951-1025 Alright, go on then, quickly Was it good? Did you enjoy your mm. holiday? Oh, no, listen, I it's hated it I did hate it, it was, it was rubbish I was missing you lot so mm. Nice flight, Mom <laughs> you have a few delays, did you? Oh, no, no delays, no, no, just cancellations. British Airways, magnificent <laughs> company. Can we mention how bad British Airways is? Other airlines are available. But every every other airline is better than British Airways. I've still not no, got my luggage. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Yeah, I'm not allowed to say that. Well, all opinions are my B. own, exactly. Because I'm never going to work with British Airways or fly when I'm again. Cancelled, no joke. Those Go views are not affiliated <laughs> with Clyde no, One. No, Clyde, Clyde One thing. British Airways are smashing, but I don't. And uh, it's no got, luggage. Well, got to Dubai 64 Airport. Sixty-four kilos are still I, in my <laughs> The guy said to me like it was the most normal thing in the world. Um, your flight from London to Glasgow's cancelled. Now, what? He says it's cancelled. I said, what do you mean it's cancelled? He says I'll get you on another flight. So he, he booked me on an eight p.m. at night flight. I said, do you think I'm going to wait fourteen hours in the airport? And when I got to the airport, all other flights were cancelled, and they just kept cancelling flights. So I thought about playing like you with the flown direct. Quite, mm. frankly. you know what? I was going to get the private jet, but the, the breaking payoff money when <laughs> afforded the private jet. So, so, so no luggage. Luggage hasn't come home. Luggage hasn't come home. That's why you're still in that mm. airport. I wore this in the beach every day. <laughs> <laughs> His missus has got the same tracksuit on. She's into dance the She no luggage either. She took advantage and packed every single clothes that she has and. No, she's got nothing. So. I thought he was joking. No, no, you no. took sixty-four kilos. Well, of I didn't. No, no. <laughs> the other half did. Seriously, no, no, hold on, no, no, wait a minute. Yeah. So that's not one of those exaggerated figures. No, no. Uh, you know, you get, well, we had a lot of what kilos to use, and she uh, used every one of them. You took sixty-four. I just for her. Just for her. I just for her. I took twenty-eight kilos. What? <laughs> that means it's twenty-eight kilos. <laughs> <laughs> I wore the same swimming shorts every day. You have day. no idea that going through Heathrow with a wardrobe was so over nine, 90 kilos of luggage kilos. for six days. Uh, yeah. That's a bit the weight of him as well. <laughs> I will and none of it. You've got shoes. You have got I'm the guy shoes. I wore swimming <laughs> shorts and a t shirt. Uh, exactly. So if anybody sees my cases out uh, there, all 90 kilos in them. Please return them as quickly as possible. Uh, 01419511025. On that bombshell, let's actually talk about football, even for a minute or two, with George, who's a Rangers fan. George, you Rangers fans wanted a reaction last night. How much of that did you get? Well, I'm super happy with the score, but it's just like, it's the consistency of the team. Um, it's just nowhere to be seen right now. It's one minute, it's a 1 0 win, hanging on, trying to beat Motherwell. Next minute, we're beating Livingston 4 now, which I seriously thought we were going to struggle last night. But to be fair to Michael, we put out the best team we could possibly put out. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously been injuries and so on, Gordon, so maybe that, maybe that was, I think, of any notable absentees in terms of who, who could have started. Um, how much of a reaction was that that, that, that Rangers needed? And I know it can, none of this can ever be sort of fixed or... Mm. You know, moved beyond in one game, but was it was it a good reaction? Well, I think it's very unfair to keep um, beating Rangers with the same stick about the style of football, entertainment, and stuff like that. It's all about just now one getting results. Four nil at home in a quarter final gets you into a semi final. You've got to be pleased with that. Uh, another clean sheet as well. So there's so many positives to take from it. Unfortunately, there are a couple of negatives because I think they picked up an hour couple of injuries, which is not good at all. Yeah. You know, because that's added to the long injury list they've got. So that doesn't bear well. 
But, uh, you know, you could sit and you could look at the game last night and say, right, OK, 4-0, comfortable, take things away. Who, who didn't impress you? You know, you can talk about the first goal. I think Rangers still went on and won it comfortably. Possession-wise, they'd all the possession in the world. I think Livingston had about five minutes of the game. I think Seema played last well last night. I thought he took his goal very well indeed. Um, debatable whether he's getting the second one, but it doesn't matter. He was there. Um, but to 4-0... I think Michael Beale has got to say to Rangers supporters, what else can, can I do here? It has got to be difficult. Livingston came part to boss. They ran out comfortable winners. Most important thing, semi-final against Hearts. I think that's a good point Daz makes, but you know, people are coming on and constantly criticising the style. And look, I would agree that style isn't entertaining to watch, but it's hard to do constantly when you're getting results. So when you look at the past, what, 10 days, a European result in there, alongside a result in the League Cup and a couple in the league, then normally that would paint a picture that everything's okay. But the fans just aren't letting go of this thing with style Michael Beale. And I think it's probably because there was so much optimism when Beale came in that it was going to, he was going to reinvent uh, you know, the way the team played. It was going to be a different style. It was going to be attractive. It was more dynamic. And it's been anything but that. I think he then emphasised that even further in the summer when the new signings were coming in. And it's just not quite been that. And the problem is, there doesn't look like many signs it's going to be that. But they're winning just now. And Michael Beale has to take credit for that, winning. But with fans in this day and age, winning is not enough. There's got to be a style and an entertainment to go alongside was it, that. Was it closer to that, George, last night? Was that the type of performance that, that will please you? Yeah, it pleases on the eye, but it's just, I don't know, it's just the inconsistency of it all. Um, the, the people were missing, like Danilo. Um, I think Lammers played really well last night, to be fair. I think that's probably his best game in a Rangers shirt so far. I mean, Gordon, there was obviously, you know, there was, I mean, at the start, I think the possession stats for the first, I can't remember, maybe the first 20 minutes or so, mm. it was like mid-80s. It was ludicrously high for Rangers. Then... You know, maybe it was at the start of the second half when Livy had their, their sort of spell in, in the second goal kills it. I think David Martindale made a, made the point. It was in some ways like the, the league game earlier earlier in the season. But ultimately, and I remember saying that after that day as well, if we're having a debate on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday about some people saying, look, we beat Motherwell, so, you know, its result is the most important thing. And other people saying, well, that's not true because, you know, we're Rangers... We are superior budget and all that to these other teams, and it's a it's a worrying sign of things to come. We surely can't we can't, we can't be grumbling at four nil wins, no. really, can you? No, that's why I said um, earlier. Gone, you can't keep beating them with the same stick. Um, you're asked to go out there and get into the semi final of a cup, a cup that you're probably favourites now to go and win with Celtic being out it. Um, you're at home. You've come in for a bit of criticism the weekend, still winning against Motherwell, still in our clean sheet. Um, so you have to go out there and perform And all credit to them I thought I thought Livingston was in a catch-22 And the first half They basically played like amateur footballers to me They kicked the ball up the park They gave Rangers possession And Rangers dominated In the second half Davy is out the cup He has to come out He puts a few players forward What happens? Leaves the gaps 
So it's a catch-22. Rangers gone and win the game comfortable 4-0 like they did against Livingston at Ibrox in the league one as well. You know, it was tight up until a certain point where Livingston tried to have a little go. Rangers had too many good players. The consistency's hard enough for Michael Bale. I'll make him a lot of excuses. I've not been impressed with style of football, right? But I'm going to stick up for him here. He's had a lot of injuries to key players. Like, say, Raskin is a big miss for me. Cantwell, for instance, as well. You know, they've got one or two. Danilo, we don't know how he was going to kick on from that St. Johnston goal with a header because that's what you're judged on as a Rangers centre-forward. Tom Lawrence looked good and then he's been injured. Roof went off last night. Matondo, everybody was talking about how good a season he started. He still had a lot to do, in my opinion, but people were happy with his performances, injured. So it's very hard to get that consistency and in also, the team. I, I, I don't know if consistency is the right word right now, Mark. I feel like consistency, you you talk about consistency when it's going up and down and up and down. Uh, at the moment, Rangers, is, according to the fans on here, Rangers' performances just haven't been good. And then we're looking to see if last night's was better. I don't yeah. think you can then bemoan lack of consistency from you know from yeah. Sunday to, mm. to I think Wednesday. you're right I think the performances have been flat with little sparks within those games that have produced moments that win you the games the Levy game last night was very similar to the the one that you mentioned at the start of the season you, you look at St Johnson as well we were watching it in the studio thinking well, they got the goal it was a great goal they scored that'll maybe kick them on mm. remains flat until they get another wee burst and that's a frustrating thing just little bursts and the fans want to see something more eye-catching that's from what I mean, their last night was surely more convincing well it was no, more convincing right. than some of these 100% I, yeah. I thought I thought Rangers dominated uh, they should probably uh, kick their cell they could have scored maybe a few more goals really really rubbed salt in the wounds against Livingston but for the for the first 10 minutes you always got a sort of a feeling especially at Ibrox with Rangers and they were always in control there. Yeah, Livingston had a wee five, ten minute spell, second half. You've, you can't dominate a game for 90 plus minutes. The opposition's got to come into it somewhere along the line. But Rangers were never in any trouble. 4 0. Look, they're in the semi final. They've got hearts at Hamden. They'll fancy that one strongly. Okay, thank you very much to George. Let's bring in David in East Kilbride. What's on your mind tonight, David? Yeah, hi, even guys. First time caller, so oh. go general on me. <laughs> what, what made you make that call tonight, David? What's, yeah, what's on your mind? What it was, um, just obviously regarding the, the controversy about the VAR decision last night for the first goal for Rangers, um, I was saying to uh, your producer there just before I came on that the, the view I've got is that we need to learn from what rugby are doing, and I know that's a bit of a, I know talking about a different sport here, but if you look at the way that uh, rugby actually use VAR technology, uh, the way that the, the on-screen decision, you can hear the conversation between the VAR team and the on-field referee. Uh, to me, it would just be the way to go and we could learn from that and apply that in football. And it would get away from this conspiracy theories and you know, the lack of understanding of what the decisions are actually getting made at the time. Well, a couple of things. Nothing will get us away from conspiracy theories, David. <laughs> you're new to this phone in. You're very naive about it all. Um, <laughs> no, but no, but I take, all, I take the point. All. I take the point about, you know, surely it can only help. Just... I'm not saying everything has to be presented in biased form, but what, what's your position on this? Are you a Rangers fan? Do you think Rangers got away with one last night? You know, what, what, on specific that incident, what do you what do you think? Yeah, for clarity, I'm, I am a Rangers fan, and I think if I was a Levy fan, I would be very disappointed if the, the shoe was on the other foot with regards to the decision of the first goal last night. 
Now, I think probably it would have been immaterial in the long run because you're right, and the guys were saying earlier, we went on and dominated the game and won it comfortably. But as I say, I just think uh, when you're you're hearing people bringing it up and it's such a big talking point, it's just that, again, I think we need to be smarter at what we're doing with VAR. And again, mm. trying to make it clearer for the fans, clearer for the viewing public uh, when we're watching the tell exactly what's going on. And as I say, I know I, I'm a big rugby fan as well, and I like that. And I love the way they do it. In fact, you can actually hear the debate and the discussion, and you see the different camera angles. It doesn't slow the game down significantly, and I don't think it would, especially when you're seeing the amount of time that now gets added to games. So I just think we could be better at what we're doing, and as I say, hopefully move us forward with with VAR and get rid of some of the controversy um, OK, specifically on the incident that sparked David's call did Livy get hard done by Rangers get away with one what was your view on well, last night? Uh, for me, my opinion clear foul if that's up the other end there's absolutely no way Livy are getting away with it absolutely. What do you mean by that then? Because David Martindale says that I know, I just, I just feel that the big decision look, when Referees and what they call them, you know, I stick up for you these do, guys. That's why I'm Left, right, yeah. and centre. I thought when looking at that, I couldn't, I couldn't believe he let that decision go on. I think that's a that's a that's a free kick to me, Gordon. Now people can sit there and they're more than welcome to their own opinion. That's brilliant. I'm not saying that because I've said it's hundred percent. In my opinion, that's a free kick. If I was David Martindale. I would have been livid at that. I would have... Uh, listen, would that have made any difference in the result? Probably not, but it was a big time. It was 1-0 going in at half-time. There's a difference, and I've been a manager going to Ibrox, and when you get 0-0 at half-time, it makes such a difference sitting in that dressing room talking to your players with the confidence rather than getting in there at 1-0 and you're looking at probably guys that are thinking, this has got to be mm. a long road back to get back into this cup tie. So it was a big moment. I'm not saying that Rangers would have went on and won the game comfortable for me anyway, but that's a free kick for you. Oh, without doubt. I don't think you'll find many people out there that think uh, it wasn't a free kick. It's as clear as you can see. It's concerning. It really is concerning that something as obvious as that isn't picked up with the amount of officials on the field and VAR to, to review it. Um, just for clarity, David's the idea. I love it. I think it should have been brought in. What, um, well, okay, what, what would that do then? Because here's a great example. You two think that's a terrible decision and presumably yeah. nothing will change your mind. So if you can hear, you get to hear a clip of Nick Walsh saying to Willie Collum, yeah, Willie, I think you're okay there. I don't think there's enough contact. Or it's Willie Collum saying, right, here's what I saw. And Nick Walsh goes, yep, I think we can stand by that. Yeah, there's a hand on the shoulder. I don't think there's enough for the player to go down. The player goes down easy. Whatever. That satisfy you? I would allow me to think with a clear head that those officials weren't fit for their job. That's they... different then. <laughs> no, no, that's no, not. Listen, you asked me what that would do for me. I don't think that's not really the intention. Because I don't know what that conversation <laughs> consisted of last night, I've no idea if Willie Colm overruled or if they even looked at that. Well, they will have looked at it. It was a goal. All goals get looked at. Come on. Every one of them said that that's. No, Phil, we've got bigger problems right, than our fight. game then. So, and that would clarify right. that for me. I'm, but the, hold I'm, on, hold on a I'm not interested in listening exactly. to conversation. He's in a bad mood because he's lost yeah, his luggage. Yeah, right? He's getting kilos somewhere in Heathrow. David's, David's <laughs> point is that it would help and it would make people understand the process and whatever. Yeah. You've just got it. I'm just talking point. about that decision <laughs> last night. I think it would just clear up that we would go, well, I get him, 
other decisions, I think it would clear it up for the football fan and maybe give them a better understanding the tough job that referees have got. So that's some that's of the decisions that they get right, <laughs> non last night's decision, right, I would fine. look at that and David, go, wow, we've not, got a problem. It's not really what you meant, David, was it? No, it's not. And again, I think uh, if you do look at the decisions and the, the conversations, and if you watch some of the rugby and you see how VAR's used, there's still controversy and there's still disagreement about the final decision. But it just makes the, the process, as you say, gotten much more transparent and, and it creates clarity so people understand how the decisions are being made. You can then debate whether or not you agree with them or whether or not you think mm-hmm. the uh, team are competent or making the right or wrong shouts. Because, as I say, there's still errors or, or people perceive to be errors being made even within the rugby games at big shouts but as I say it just would make it so much better that people would understand how that, that on-field decision is getting made You were pleased with the win though aside from that I take uh, it? Yeah, del- delighted I, I think uh, it's been a, a tough time um, as a Rangers fan over the last few while um, and I, I think you know, the football is not pretty but if you look at the last four results we're, we're stringing together clean sheets and we're getting, getting wins which is Ultimately, what it's all about, but I think, uh, like every Rangers fan, we just hope that the level of performance starts to improve, and and some of the players that maybe haven't hit the ground uh, um, running so far start to to really pull it out. But you're right, the level of injuries as well is concerning at the moment, so not without our challenges. David, I like to give us a call back sometime. I know that was the first time we've had the pleasure of your call. We'll do it again. Brilliant. Listen, thanks for your time, guys. Good man, David Nisco Bride, and you could join him on the phones next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here Let's hear from both managers from Ibrooks Back to back We'll start with uh, well David Martindale actually Since the previous caller brought up uh, the contentious moment in the build-up to the first goal. David Martindale thought referee Willie Collum should have awarded his side a free kick. I actually thought uh, Willie was going to let the game play on, which he did. And then I felt he was going to blow the whistle. But when he went to VAR, I thought, right, we'll be all right, we'll be okay here. Obviously not. So, disappointed because I did think it was a foul. No, I don't think the scoreline's has to be honest, because I think they were defending and the final third of the game wasn't good enough. It's not up to standard, and that's all over the park, not just looking at the defensive unit. So, no, I think we probably deserve that tonight. For me, that's not good enough, and I need to look at myself also. And Michael Beale says it was a good night for his team, uh, but he still wants improvements. Look, we won uh, a game, third game in seven days, another clean sheet, we're in a semi-final. Livingston never had, I think, a shot on target, so it's a good night for us. At times we could speed up a little bit, but in terms of our general possession, it was much better than the weekend, and Abdullah sort of showed the way, really, with his running off the ball. We, we needed to do a little bit more of that, and uh, by the end of the game we did. It's important that we drive standards, but it's also important that we realise that at this moment in time, with the games coming and the players we got out, that we just continue to look robust and strong as a team defensively and then the chances will come off the back of that. I want it to be a bit more open and free-flowing and expansive and I think with some of the names we've got out, they'll give us that after the international break, hopefully. Stuart, as a Rangers fan on the line, Stuart, if everything was doom and gloom after Motherwell, how far did this go to making you feel better? How, you know, What sort of reaction was it? Hi, Gordon, how are you doing? Hi, panel. Uh, well, slightly better No much, but slightly better uh, 
I mean, last Sunday was just a joke. Really was. It was. I mean, my eyes were nearly bleeding. It was that bad. And listen, as you know, Gordon, I've been on the show a couple of times already this season, backing Michael Beale and backing the board, uh, backing the players. Uh, but I think I've been talking with my heart rather than my head. And the more I think about it, based on the evidence of play and performances, apart from maybe one half against PSV, Real Betis, and that's European games. Other than that, I've not seen a great deal, uh, a, a great attack and play, you know, to get me confident. I'm actually going to every game now, like, not knowing what to expect. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not been like that for a while. But uh, one, one of the things I wanted to talk about was Cyril Dessers. I've seen enough of him now and I've made up my mind. The guy is a dud. He really is. Say what you really think. Sorry? Say what you really think. No, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of all the, you know, like, I, sort of say, I think I've been duped myself into praising everyone and hoping things are going to get better. But uh, as I say, Dessers, the two goals, he's been attributed to his name. One hit off his shins and one get hit off him with Matondo. You know, the guy, that is not the guy who lead Rangers, Glasgow Rangers forward to win any domestic honours or certainly anything in Europe. And the sooner that guy is dropped, the better. Well, what might make things more difficult is Danilo's got a broken cheekbone or whatever it is. And by the looks of it, Kamar Roof has got some sort of groin issue after last night. Um, however, right, that, that's separate point. What, what's the deal with Cyril Dessers? Are you going as far as Stuart, who's mm-hmm. very critical... No, as as an ex player manager, I'm never going to go down the road of a dud because I know how difficult football is, Gordon. But he's not my favourite player. Um okay. I don't think he's offered Whatever that means. He's, I don't think he's offered anything so far. I've seen nothing in him um to suggest that he's going to be the guy that's got to take Rangers forward as a number nine. When you wear the number nine jersey and you're a Rangers player like you do obviously your centre forward at Celtic. You got to you're judged on goals. You're judged on how dangerous a striker you are. Dessers doesn't fit that bill for me. Um I keep going, maybe this is his week, maybe this is his week. He came on off the bench last night. I sat and I watched him closely. I I don't I don't see what Rangers have seen in him. Now doesn't mean to say he's a bad, bad player. It's just maybe that Scottish football, Rangers, is not the fit for Dessers. Because we've seen players come to Rangers Celtic before and been terrible and everybody weren't rid of them and they went on to have terrific careers elsewhere. It happens. Some clubs just don't suit you as a striker or as a player or whatever it may be or the football, the style of football. But he's I, I know where Stuart's coming from. He's offered absolutely nothing, in my opinion. I mean, Stuart, is this you know still is that the overriding feeling after the four 0 win? It doesn't sound like last night's made you feel much better about things. No, I know, but as Gordon said, I was I, I studied him uh, against uh, Livingston all night. I just watched him closely, and it it offers me no hope going forward. Honestly, he's so workmanlike. I, I would rather take a sixty percent fit Morelos over him. There you go. Honestly, and I'm no, I'm not exaggerating. At least Morelos gave you that threat. He could hold the ball up, bring players into play. You know, win three kicks, score important goals. Dessers, as I said, he scored two goals that are basically hit off him. So I'm sorry. I mean, I grew up in an area where 
my number nine striker won two golden boots back to back, and that was Alan McCoy's. Some great strikers, and I'm sorry, but I would rather go with. I don't know if he's still in the Rangers Academy, is it with Zach Lovelace or something? I'd rather go with one of the young boys. I mean, I remember a young Wayne Rooney bus noticing it's 16 year old. Surely there's a young boy in the academy that could do a better job than that, uh, Cyril Dessers. Presumably none as good as Wayne Rooney, incidentally, Mark Wilson. No. Um, but, well, by the sounds of that, it sounds like Rangers have got a few more good performances to put in before they'll win Stuart over. Yeah, without doubt. And uh, not just Dessers, that, that, the full team. He has really been the the peak of the problems because when you sign a bunch of new players, quite often the focus will go on the man that's up top. And when you let someone like Morelos go, then the guy that's replacing him, or one of the guys that's replacing him, has to be as good as or better than him. And unfortunately, Dessers isn't. I mean, <laughs> Dad says he wasn't a dud then went on to describe Swerve and use every analogy that he could that sounded like <laughs> a dud. But I agree with us. I'm struggling to see the attributes that he was brought to the club for. You know, Michael Beale his scouting staff it must have looked at all his attributes and thought, yeah, that's that's the one. We've seen something or a lot in him that replaced Morelos and be the number nine. And I've yet to see it in any game he's played. Um, look, still early in his career. And he might turn good, but seen very little of it so far hmm that's just, just quickly before we let you go um, did you not, Did you play Beat the Pundit a couple of weeks ago yes Gordon I was actually going to say uh, I've got a wee bone to pick with you for telling the full nation uh, about my recent postal delivery <laughs> you two you two missed this you'll absolutely love it right Stuart can I trust you to tell this story without getting us in trouble it's a family of show course, of course you can Gordon right go give it a bash get ready to cut him no off way. I played uh, Beat the Pundit I played Simon Donnelly And uh, I got spanked 4-1 And uh, a few days later uh, My door was getting ba- I th- actually thought it was the police The way he was banging the door It was a postman So it was a big uh, parcel I'm worried about I'm, this What the hell is this? I've no ordered anything Anyway I've opened the parcel And it was uh, It wasn't six feet Gordon as you put it the Oh first somebody thing. told me it was six foot Sorry No it was <laughs> not It was, it was like a foot <laughs> Big enough so it was a cardboard cut of a man's anatomy, a certain part of a man's anatomy, uh, with the uh, words, uh, thank you Stuart for all your uh, contributions to Clyde SSB uh, Super Scoreboard, all the best you. What the heck? I said, surely they wouldn't send that out to me. But I couldn't, I couldn't think where it would come from, you know what I mean, but... Listen, it's my wee boys' uh, football team. It's at Port United. Uh, Twenty thirteen coaches. Uh, so we, we play a parents' wee coaches game every week. You know, uh, five a side or seven a side. And uh, yeah, I'm sure the boys sent it. No, his mates have stitched him up. He's been sent a cardboard. Oh, you know what? Signed uh, by Hugh Evans. <laughs> Was it a realistic shape, Stuart? Just for the for the record. Was it a realistic shape? Oh, very realistic, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> the poor horseman <laughs> to learn that as well. <laughs> Carrying that out the sorting office. Uh, uh, Tinder with that. <laughs> Thank you very much to Stuart. 01419511025. Why not give us a call? Join in. You don't have to talk about cardboard cutouts of, you know what, you can, you can talk football, you can talk refereeing decisions, goals players that you do or don't like whatever pick up the phone change the subject please let me tell you about this first 
Right, Tom got us back to winning ways on Make Me A Winner today, taking home £88,000. How many cardboard cutouts of Hugh Keevans <coughs> could you get for eighty eight grand? <laughs> Don't answer that. Uh, he's going to do some work in his kitchen. Plus him and his partner Charlotte want to visit Italy So there's a trip on the cards as well And tomorrow it could be you deciding what to spend your £90,000 on Your suitcases That would be enough to get your (laughs) cases back from wherever they are Uh, That money will be paid straight into your bank after the call But only if you're in the draw obviously So we'll text YES to 61025 That's Y-E-S to 61025 The texts are £2 plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com with online entries Costing £2 or call 0330-880-4523 And those calls charged at a standard rate as well It is over 18s only And all the rules for this network competition can be found online So if you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow, Friday the 29th Answer within five rings Say make me a winner straight away to win the £90,000 That is not to be missed So text YES to 61025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL, Mark Wilson both here and about to be joined by Jim who's in West Kilbride How's it going Jim? How you doing guys? What's your point tonight Jim? I'm just wondering what these two big softies are in that studio Oh, Is football becoming a non-contact sport? You bump into somebody and you're, they're saying it's a foul You guys must have had a lot of more Robust challenges in your mm. careers. It's absolutely ridiculous what, the, what you're saying. Now. You bump into something and you're saying it's a foul. Behave. I think, Jim, there's a difference between bumping into somebody and pushing somebody. Surely you would agree with that. Guys, guys, I was at that game last night and, and the thing that, that they're getting fouls for, just you bump into somebody and you're getting a foul and a push, you put the hands up so the guy dies and it's a foul. Behave. You guys must have got thumped in your careers. And you're saying, no, you two, you going soft? Do you honestly think, if, honestly, Jim, just because the other way around, right, if that happened the other end, you, you wouldn't have been annoyed if Livy had scored off an incident like that, genuinely. There's plenty. There's plenty of that that's, that's getting, going on. The Rangers players were getting getting filled as well. No, no, I, I get that. But to be specific about the way that comes about, right, You, if that happened at the other end and Rangers conceded off a moment like that, you honestly would be, you'd have no problem with it. Aye, seriously. If it's, if it's a definite, if it's a foul, then the referee is going to give a foul. That, but they're getting too soft. They're giving fouls for nothing. Bump into each mm. other, and you get a foul. It's ridiculous. And I, I think that I challenge Gordon and uh, Thingy. Mark, Mark, you were on the right lines there with Thingy. Um, did he just, he just bumped into him? Gordon? No, he didn't bump into him. He shoved him. Uh, there's a difference. Uh, look. Jim's right In my day when I played And that was a long time ago There was a lot of meaty challenges They were shoulder to shoulder They were You had to be strong You had to get in, You know aggressive In those days And and that and, and you'd get away with Things like that You knew that The first tackle The centre mm. half's going to get away with it That still feels like a sort of, That still feels like A kind of different Generalisation mm. Rather than anything that But what you're saying I was being soft But the game's Completely changed now Right You look at all Different laws of the game It's completely changed yeah, But even at that If we're talking in, And you can think What you want about that incident Don't care It doesn't make any difference To me but I don't have that down As one that's A victim of some Recent rule change though Do you know what I mean No no. But Jim's talking about My career has been soft and my, But my opinion's based on The decisions that are now Being made in football 
for referees. The game's completely turned its head. I thought last night, if it was the two of them were going together and it was a sort of a shoulder-to-shoulder and Seema was a bit stronger, I'm in Jim's side all day long, right? I'm in, that's part of football. You've got to be strong. You're more desired to go in to win the ball. So I'm in Jim's side there. But when you put your hand out and you put it on the shoulder of the defender and you push him, now you can argue, is that push? Does he go down by that push? Mm. Whatever the force. But you still commit that. And in my opinion, I think Seema is committed a, f- a foul. But, I mean, one of my least favourite hobbies when refereeing incidents come about is the lengths people will go to to say, well, look, it's kind of similar to that one from last month. And what about that one from five years ago? Mm. And, and why is it, you know, it's the same as that? And you end up, you end up tying yourselves in knots because you're going, well, is that a mistake or is that a mistake? Are they both a mistake? Mm. But anyway, if that's what the people want, I am here to to give you that. Uh, so Matondo has sent a tweet. Uh, what's the difference between this and Seema's goal? Um, and it's Mika Bireth, remember, Motherwell against Hibs. He came mm-hmm. on and scored two. A uh, couple of, what would that be, mid-August maybe? I've um, that game. He says, the only difference I can see is the defender doesn't throw himself to the floor. Yeah, well, I, I don't think there is much difference. That is the only difference, but both are a foul. I thought that one, Bireth's a foul. A foul or was it on Fish? Um mm-hmm. And clearly pushes him in the back. Fish stumbles a bit, but keeps his feet and tries to regain possession. Whether the, the lovely player last night went down under the force of the push, both are a foul. Celtic game, going back to that, I mean, I, I was sitting right above this in the stand as well. Dessers mugged the Celtic defender. He did not foul him. He caught that guy in possession and put the ball across, and Roof scored a good goal, and it's disallowed. He caught that guy totally on the hop. And it was not a foul. He he, he, man, he mugged the guy and, and got the ball, got it across, and then they got a bunch of foul. That, Aye, that was ridiculous. All right, let's debate that decision again. We've not discussed that one enough. We do that for the rest of the night as well. What, what about the one at the weekend, Jim? With Motherwell. The Motherwell player goes through and James Tavenier. Oh, aye, Jim. What about that? Jim's hung up. Did you see that one, Jim? We got that game. Funny. Funny. Jim's away. Jim's away. Jim, don't do this to me. Please be there, Jim. Come on, Jim. Oh, he's there. James Tavernier, was he lucky? When when he put... His mother will go through down the left at the weekend. Free kick to Rangers. Couldn't see anything in it myself. Has the game just gone soft? Aye. It's definitely going soft. It is definitely going soft, guys. Mm. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. They they just touch a guy. I think it's the smell of their aftershave and it must knock them out, you know? Situation you stink. A bad good aftershave um, in those days. Old spice. Is, panache. Uh, no. Because the, the, the thing is, I I get the sort of... Um, I don't agree with it, it's not my style, but I get the sort of, well, look, that decision went whatever way and, and that one and that one. But Jim's actually, he's, Jim is genuinely one of the first people on just said, I don't think that's a foul in the story. It's all soft and whatever. So, Well, you see, Jim's point, players do go down easily. And it does frustrate me. It frustrates everyone. We're trying to get it away from the game. And sometimes at the slightest touch, you go down. But I struggle to see how you can't, see that that was a foul last night. It's a blatant shove. It's not a shoulder-to-shoulder. It's not, you know, a 50-50 challenge. One player's behind the other, much like the mother whale and the Hibs one, and one shoves the other and, and gets away with it. So see Hilton Jim's, Jim's case here. He's not the only one because one of our top officials in this game agreed with Jim that it wasn't a foul. 
and so did the who was Navier? Nick Walsh. Nick Walsh. Well, so didn't, didn't think it was a, a clear and obvious error. Yeah, or yeah. So Jim's um, getting backers there as well, and I'm sure what, other people will be the same. But and, in my opinion, it's a freak. I'm going to break my own rule because I always say it. Like you know, we're desperate to to draw comparisons between incidents, and we tell ourselves they're identical when rare, when rarely they are. I mean, for all we know, it's a you're a couple of degrees round. It's a slightly different view. It's a different ref. It's di- mm. whatever. You know. I, I don't really get the obsession. However, um, the timing's not great for Nick Walsh, I don't think, because at the weekend, let's be honest, the, the one in Samaritan Hearts is a worse is, is worse than any of these that, that we're discussing. But much like the Mother Hibbs one, if any incident or any any talking point, good or bad, involving Glasgow's big two, it's going to you know it's going to get more headlines. But the one where Mandron gets his goal disallowed against Hearts when he robs Frankie Kent down the left hand well, side and comes left. in. I mean, that's yeah. the worst. That's that's worse than any of these. Yeah. Um, and, and Nick Walsh was the ref in Paisley on Saturday, wasn't he? Yeah, but li- listen, I'm not going to go against the referees. They'll all make mistakes, Gordon. No, I, I know, but I'm talking but, about what people are saying is, you know, these kind of similar incidents, yeah. you know, where you're under pressure from a, a striker why, why coming Why do you never you? go against the referees when they blatantly make Cause it, cause bad I, decisions? Cause Surely you've got to highlight it the it's same. Just, it's just the same every, as every, you highlighted Dessers. Every pro- professional in the game makes bad decisions, make mistakes. But we're on here Unfor- to highlight it. Unfortunately, they get highlighted. But it doesn't mean to say they're a bad referee. I, if they do it consistently, look, would I you said say last, that I makes said, a bad referee? I said last night, and probably Willie will fall out me, I, I didn't think he got the right decision last night. Um, so as much as you can disagree with their decisions doesn't mean to say they're bad referees. No, but that's what I'm saying. If you get a referee, and I'm not saying there's any out there, I'm not pointing in, if right, I can okay, get anybody, so if they consistently get, make bad decisions. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not, because I don't want to well, single anybody out. <laughs> you had them sacked two minutes But if, if they consistently make bad decisions time and time again, does that not make them a, a bad referee? Uh, if they're constantly making decisions week in, week out, of course, sir, yes. And I'll there's none of them, sir? Um, there'll probably be one or two in the circuit Of course it will be <laughs> In the circuit <laughs> He's on the comedy circuit As a comedy sometimes <laughs> mm. uh, I mean it, it's clear as day If referees continue to make poor decisions Then there has to be some sort of solution I keep hearing this solution There's no referees coming through that can replace them And where do we turn Surely there's got to be some sort of programme put in place Or has been put in place years ago That, that fast tracks referees through At The same way players are, are, are judged I by their performance. I just can't believe you're trying to take Mika Beareth's goal off mm. from a couple of weeks ago as well. And like this, this is all you know what? You're fault. right, because see, I didn't get the highlight as as much as Seamus did last night because there's not as much coverage of it. I thought at that time Fish was just having a nightmare because that was just after the game that Lee Johnson see, said to him about the, the lion and the, the lion, which in the wardrobe. Yeah, and I just thought it was a bit weak. But seeing it now, it was a bit harsh on Fish. Anyway, 01419511025 if you want to make a call and more importantly right now if you want to play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. Let's see what six days in Dubai has done <laughs> for Mark Wilson's already terrible beat the pundit form this season. If you want to give it a go, it's 01419511025 and the lines close at 7. Headlines 01419511025. Played one super scoreboard. 
Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. We've been looking back on the League Cup quarterfinals, mostly Ibrox last night. So if you've any thoughts, then do get them in. Keep them coming. More than happy uh, to keep going. It would be nice to shift focus at some point as well. St Mirren fans, how disappointing was it to go out? Hibs fans, has Nick Montgomery got this all sussed? And anything else that's out there on the League Cup, get your thoughts over to us. Uh, Celtic fans, I'm sure you uh, were waiting patiently for your team to return to action this weekend. Brendan Rodgers has spoken today, talking about a new contract for Anthony Ralston, the possibility of one for Rio Hatate, uh, and the fact that he feels the team have taken a significant step forward. So I wonder how you feel. 0141-951-1025, and we'll play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. <coughs> right, let's see what we've got tonight. You, your form, I think you're bottom of the table this season, aren't you? I would be. Mm, yeah, barely yeah won. I'm going to own that. You barely won this season. It's been I, really, I think really poor. It's been embarrassing. Well, I've got no defence, but I'm going to look upwards. I'm going to bounce back with a victory. What's um, your your current form like, Gordon? Is uh, that right? I'm <laughs> firing on all cylinders. Good are you? Um, undefeated in the last calendar right. month. <laughs> As opposed to <laughs> the calendar month it? before that. September. <laughs> right, You're okay. not undefeated in September. Undefe- undefeated in September. Paul is in Dalmarnock. How's it going, Paul? Hi, Paul. Now, Paul, Hi, most, most people when they phone in say it's the first time, but I understand you have played a couple of years ago. How did that go? Uh, I, I played Gordon oh, and no. he, he beat me 4-2 Oh mate <laughs> It doesn't, doesn't bode particularly <laughs> oh, well hang Paul, I'm not going to lie but anyway oh, Where's the 50 pence gone? It's down there Where's the trust? Down there, I've, I've got mine Ah there we go Right, heads it will be Mark Wilson He's been uh, How should we put it Taking Poor. his eye off the ball in Dubai for the last six days yeah. Paul <laughs> So there's every <laughs> chance you could take advantage of that. <laughs> Were you well fed and watered over there? <laughs> yeah, look very well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I put on the all that weight you lost for the masters. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't it for the masters. It was because I knew I was going all inclusive, so I thought I'd better shift a few. All anyway, back on factor fifty-five. <laughs> and it is tails. You're off the hook. It's your partner in crime. It's Gordon. Good Dale. luck. Good I'll luck. Hold it. All the best, Paul. I hope you at least get three this time. Give me a game. Thanks, Gordon. Uh, don't bother it. Passing if you don't know the answer. Right, so. let's give Gordon some greatest hits radio to listen to. Uh, you have 30 seconds, Paul. Answer as many as you can. And as the wise man said, pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Right, okay. Right, your time. 30 seconds starts now. Who's the only player who scored two goals in the Via Play Cup last night? Uh, Summer. Seema. Name the only undefeated Scottish Premiership side apart from Celtic. Uh, Motherwell. True or false, Henrik Larsson's real name is Edward. False. Which current English Premier League side did Nick Montgomery make over 300 appearances for? Oh, um, Wigan. Who opened the scoring for Rangers last night? Seema. Okay, let's bring back Gordon DL. Can you hear us, Gordon? Yeah, I can. You can. What were you like, Mark Wilson? You, Shall I could hear the music. A pretty loud, eh? Blaring music. Out of your, what sorry. was that? Uh, Fear for tears. Uh, not sure. <laughs> what was that? Uh, That's a tribute. <laughs> what is it? For tears, fears for fears. Fear for, what is it? Shall, shall. Where What is that? Tears, tears for fears. Fears. Fear it's for not, tears. Oh, I knew it was something like that. Right. Right. Come same on. set of questions. Let's go. Right. Name the only player who scored two goals in the Via Play Cup last Boyle. night. 
Name the only undefeated Scottish Premiership side apart from Celtic. Uh, True or false, Henrik Larsson's real name is Edward. False. Which current English Premier League side did Nick Montgomery make over 300 appearances Sheffield for? Sheffield United. Who opened the scoring for Rangers last night? Seema. How many Scottish teams has Jamie McGrath played for? Uh, two. Name any SPFL side out with the top flight who's not won a league game yet. Edinburgh City. Okay. That's a favourite, isn't it? <laughs> that <last> week. <laughs> That's uh, a favourite. Have they won one yet? Paul, what are you thinking? Uh, I think he's beat me there I, I realised I said the same answer For two of the questions <laughs> <laughs> You might yeah, get one right To be fair though, yeah, you, well, you I, I got one of them right <laughs> Exactly You did get one of them right And you don't know That you're going to need it Later on do you So um, the only player Who scored two last night I've got a bit of sympathy For Paul He went Seema there I mean it's, it's definitely An own goal isn't it yeah, It officially went down that. As a, a Louis De Lucas own goal So um, Sorry Paul It is Martin Boyle 1-0 to Gordon the only undefeated Scottish Premiership side apart from Celtic is St Mirren 2-0 Gordon oh, and, uh, oh unlucky Paul uh, were you thinking that as well uh, I said I said Motherwell I think uh, nah St Mirren beat Motherwell Paul come on know, do your homework son Edward Henrik Edward Henrik Larsson <laughs> born 20th of September yeah, 1971 yeah, is a Swedish professional no I'm reading it off his page Edward what do you mean made up Eddie is, did Paul get that? No, he didn't. Oh, come to on, Paul. Uh, Nick Montgomery <laughs> made over 300 appearances for Sheffield United. 3 0 Gordon DL. <laughs> no! <laughs> I was close. However, I was close I at 5 to 7. Paul's tactic of just saying Seema for every answer <laughs> eventually paid off. <laughs> Who opened the scoring for Rangers last night? Seema, magic. But Gordon got it as well. 4 1. Jamie McGrath, St Mirren, Dundee United, Aberdeen. Three, and Edinburgh City along with Inverness still awaiting their first win it is a 5-1 for Gordon DL it's getting worse Paul well, well do you know what at least it was now granny uh, it was Aye, nearly Paul, Paul. Whatever, yeah low, low standards I think but well done Paul thank you right. phone back next year I'll try I'll phone back next week thanks Paul <laughs> I mean trier, when I said well done I, I didn't mean well done I mean like thank you for taking part it wasn't well I, done by any measure listen I am holding this partnership together I am destroying people now I'm not even beating mm. them I'm destroying them uh, do you know what people though? are passing me in the street going can you not get playing the against destroyer. the destroyer here he comes the it destroyer is, it is such a strong partnership is it not true that even going all the way to the United States of the Arabs um, <laughs> people were stopping you genuinely and Aye. asking you about about this guy. Aye, I love the show. I mean, numerous people. I'm talking six, seven, eight people. Oh, great show! How do you put up with Gordon? That's, that seems to be the same. <laughs> Gordon Duncan or Gordon? No, you. Right. Aye, I, you always seem to attract that question. I, I just shrug my shoulders. Oh, I met a guy. I met a guy and said, "Oh, I need to tell this story." I never get out of the house. I'm a loner now. And I decided to go up to the local just for an hour, just to get a bit of fresh air. And I walks in, and these two guys. What do you mean, fresh air? <laughs> in, in the pub? No, between my house. Between my house. Is it got a sunroof? I was in the beer garden <laughs> at nine o'clock at night. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I had to stand right at this one bit. I thought, and quick hour back out down the road, happy days. And the guy started talking to me. And I realised, and he says, you don't know who I am? I says, of course I don't. He says, I'm Mark. I says, all right, pleased to meet you, Mark. He's been, I'm Mark's bin man. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's a bin man lorry driver, right? He's slaughtered. <laughs> he's been looking through. He's been looking through your bin. So, no so, way. So I've turned around and says, Mark, you'll need to do my biggest favour in the world. Next time you're emptying, get it. Cut the wee forties, get them in. So this oh, guy's been raking no through your bin. Always raking back to your bin. He was telling. He was telling Gordon all about. It. <laughs> he says. He says. I didn't think That's he was. Ridiculous. I didn't think he was a size eight and under with the bar. With a with a big warner down the back. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> my big man. Seriously. Well, he's standing there like that with a pair. I'm going, what? Is he jacket on? certainly weren't at Dubai. <laughs> That's yeah. unreal. Mark the bin man. Mark the bin man, look out for him. He's the driver. Oh, I hope he's listening. Any chance you're putting the bin back <laughs> where I left it then instead of halfway down the street? Oh, and I've got his English fan. I knew it. He does it on purpose so you know I said to Leanne By the way I, I don't know this guy But I said to Leanne I bet you that bin man's a Rangers fan Because he always <laughs> leaves the bin Halfway down the street In somebody else's garden oh, oh, Because he, he loves your blue bin But not your yeah. green one. Oh, he does it with all bins uh, he, he said he does that He's big into cardboard he tells, <laughs> the boy, tells the boys What that, that doing the hell It's blue man. cardboard for, for uh, uh, I, I just double checking I uh, So I bumped in You were in Dubai I was in Motherwall meeting Mixing with the bin man What was weird I thought he he said, he said he found a receipt I thought this was weird right he found a receipt for a cardboard cutout of Hugh Keevans <laughs> no I must have been Leanna ordered that certainly nothing to do with me I can't believe you met the bin man oh I met the bin man because mm. he even told me everything about your, your address, address your postcode because yeah. I went that's not in North Lancashire he went yes it is and described your house and everything God, that's, that's, that's great. <laughs> so, so back, when did your bin Monday morning. Monday, Monday morning. Monday morning. They'll be in Cumbernauld. Mark the bin man. Mark the bin man. Get out and give him a. Yeah, he's been raking through the bins. He's not getting a tip at Christmas now. <laughs> they never got a tip you last year. Do you tip your bin man? Oh, of course. Oh, of, uh, of course. My dad used to be a bin man. Oh, so you're like loyalty to aye, the, aye. the bin man do industry. Tip, do you tip the bin man? I, I mean, I don't know if. If I, if we do, then it's certainly my wife's <laughs> department. Unaware. That's news to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm must, like, I don't mind the tipping You must culture. tip the bin man. As if he tips anybody. I don't even know my bin man. That could be Mark. That's the thing, I wouldn't even know if it was the same guy every week. I mean, I assume it is, doing the same sort of run. Yeah. But there's loads of them. Just add, so I was only joking. I don't tip my bin <laughs> man just in case. Just in case Mark phones up. Says I've not seen any cash yeah. or biscuits. <coughs> what an odd thing to say. Yeah, right over to me. Slaughter. I tell you. you what. As far as bad claims to fame go, I'm Mark Wilson's bin man. <laughs> That's one of the was, worst I've ever heard. Do you know something? Oh, so, I got a pint in it. It's so bad. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you. He says, yeah. I'll get this one. I'll get this one. He's loving oh. off me, yeah. this guy. He says, I'll get it. You're working. <laughs> anyway, right. Dominic is a Celtic fan. Dominic, take it away. Bring it back to football for us if you can. Hi, how you doing, panel? Good Gordon, thanks. Martin, Gordon. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. At least I never caught any of his chick, unlike some folk with a phone in. that, someone uh, called Hugh Keegan's chick uh, last night. <laughs> 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 uh, no, listen, I'm, I'm going to aim my point at Matt Wilson, if possible. Go for Ooh. it. Matt, it's just about Celtic's defence. Uh, delighted to see Ralston earning a new deal, home, homegrown talent, and Greg Taylor doing well, manning the match performance at Livingston. I think, uh, just to get your opinion on, I mean... Not seen too much of Lagard, Bielka and Navrotsky, but I, th- I think the likes of a fit Stephen Welsh would give me more confidence. And I think 
were homegrown boys that get more no nonsense about them and Celtic need that at the back rather than the signs that they seem to be making and the defence is the biggest problem at Celtic, just to see what you thought, Matt. Well, you know, I like your point and you're judging the players that have been there and done it and played a, a large volume of games over those that are just signed. I think fans are too quick to criticise homegrown players and younger players that come through the, the academy when they get into the team and, and they perform well, but not as good as some of your big stars that are signed for millions. And then you get... Spoken spoken like someone who, who, feel, who feels that he was the victim of that. <laughs> I, I don't even think of that, but good point you make, Gordon. Um, and then you get players like Lagerbielka who comes in, or Navroski, who you, we've yet to see a lot of, and the fans automatically take them. They must be better than what we have because they've been signed for two, three, five million, whatever, and it's not always the case. So you've got to judge the players when they play. Ralston, I think Ralston gets a hard time a lot of the time. And I think every time he plays, he, he does his job, he's efficient, and he's nobody's saying, or I'm not saying he's as good as Alistair Johnson, but he's a worthy replacement when Johnson gets so a, a good move to extend that contract the other night? Um, other day. Well, on, on the basis that I, I can't see him doing much wrong, and when he comes in, he contributes to the side, both defensively and attack. So yes, I think it is a, a good move. I don't think he's ever going to be the number one right back, but I think Anthony Ralston will know that within himself as well, and he's happy at his position. Another side, Greg Taylor, I think has proven the point that I'm trying to make, that other left-backs came in and signed more, more exotic names, and people thought, well, Taylor's not up for this job. Postacogo comes in, and he's one of the standout players, and he goes from strength to strength. So... I like that supporters are giving these younger players and homegrown players the, the credit they deserve because it's not easy playing for Celtic. And Welsh, well, if he's fit, he's been there, he's played a, a good number of games now. Again, time will tell what Brendan Rodgers thinks of him when he comes in if he plays, but um, Brendan Rodgers seems to like the homegrown element. And, and younger players coming in. Bearing in mind on that, Phillips is still in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Carter Vickers is not far away, so... Remains well. We must, there must be a degree of um, faith in Stephen Wells because he got the new long-term deal as well. Gordon DL, but yeah. all of a sudden, when they if they do all come back and Nat Phillips is still around, it's going to be quite a few in there. Shaltainen, especially for Welsh, in my opinion, if uh, he's a bit unfortunate that he picked up that injury because he would probably get his fair amount of games just now. He'd get his fair chance to uh, to show Brendan Rodgers what he could do, but. For him, unfortunately, boys, the, inj- uh, the injury list with the rest of them. When everybody's fit, Gordon, I don't see Welsh getting a lot of game times. Uh, I don't think he let Celtic mm. down. Same with Ralston. I think Ralston's come in and played his part, especially last year uh, under Postacoglu. Um, and I can see the sense in giving them a, a new contract, but he's obviously got his play second fiddle to Johnston in the right-back uh, position. But... We've seen it before, look at Rangers with the amount of injuries, you're waiting for your opportunity, and if you can get an opportunity, then you've got to go and grasp that. I think, mm. that, sorry, I was just going to say, I think some fans look at it though, and how can the club get to the next level? So they see the signings uh, are Ralston and Welsh and longer term contracts is, is standing still, or, or maybe thinking a step backwards, rather than getting someone who can push Johnson even further or overtake Johnson but that's hard to do it's hard to keep attracting players that are better than the ones you've got you've got to have a steady stream of backup players and you joked about it earlier 
But I, I was that for a large portion of my Celtic career. I knew my place where it was in that team. And if Hinko or whoever else get injured, these internationals get injured, I was ah, capable. You're better, you're better than him. Thank you. Um, Dominic, uh, so even although the, the, the kind of feeling this week has been Celtic fans are feeling a bit better about things, they feel like Livingston was a bit of a statement win, statement performance. Do you, you Have you still got slight concerns ahead of Motherwell on Saturday? Very concerns. I'm very happy to be a progressing. And by the way, I'm basing my point on very recent times because I know Carter Vickers and Ali Johnson are the homegrown, and they've, they've been very good. And, and we've had what Val Harrens and the Albies and Van Dykes and all that. I, I'm just talking more recently. More recently, we've struggled to have a consistent back four, and it seems to be the homegrown boys that I've got more confidence in. But I, as far as things go, I'm happy to be Brendan's starting to pick things up and I'm, I'm, I'm quite glad he's back. Well, let's hear from him, actually. Um, he is delighted that Anthony Ralston got the new deal but says he doesn't know if Rio Hatate will follow suit. I'm really happy for him because he not only is a very good player, he's, he's a big Celtic supporter as well. So I haven't been here as a child and working his way through. I obviously seen the talent when I, when I was here the first time. Uh, played him in some big games, and I think for me it's really important to have players that uh, that have come through the system because they know that they've got the you know the the real feeling of the club there. And um, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted and uh, that he's that he's decided to sign on. Weeks ago, you said discussions were ongoing with Real Tatum mm. about the deal as well. Has that progressed? Any any closer to that one being over the line? I haven't uh, I haven't been made aware of that. Uh, I'll, I'll speak to you, to Michael later, but uh, but I know that. And in fairness to the club, the club have been reaching out to the the, the agent and that for for quite some time. So, uh, but where it's at, uh, I'll uh, I don't know at this point. Mm, there we are. And uh, if we're talking about it being a significant step at the weekend or whatever then Brendan Rodgers believes there was a, a step taken forward mentally following a transitional period I prioritise quality football in terms of the work and uh, and I think over the course of the summer and probably early parts of the season transfer window and everything there was probably that feeling of maybe a little bit of instability and players going to be here are they not new manager coming in what is he asking us to do And but now I think the team have taken a really a big mental step forward and I think you, you see that in how they're performing you know the, the determination the intensity quality starting to move forward into the levels that I'd wanted to get to and that's always the beginning of a, a really good team that's so so I'm really happy with the progress that we're making day on day but we have to keep working Thank you to Dominic. It is that time of the night we play Gordon Diel's favourite competition. Pride One Super Scoreboard oh. with James Frew. Need a gas engineer, plumber, joiner or electrician? Contact them oh. today. Yes, all this week we've teamed up with James Frew, Scotland's leading property Hi. solutions company. If you need a gas engineer, a plumber, joiner, electrician, the lot, James Frew can provide home plans starting from as little as $7.99 a month, including central heating, boiler service and repair, plumbing, drainage, home electrics, all the things, Gordon Diel, that you certainly cannot do mm. yourself. And the reason he likes this so much is because the prizes all week so far have been golf-related, which is one of Gordon Diel's two favourite hobbies. Um, today, we have an excellent prize for you. Well, we were just down here recently as well, oh, Mark. You'll know, you're, you're not allowed back, uh, Mark, after your <laughs> performance that day. That day. Uh -huh. uh, but it's a four-ball... 
at Trump Tunbury on the Robert the Bruce course. It's in partnership with Just Employment Law. Lovely part of the world, it has to be mm. said. Mark Wilson saw bits of it that no one else <laughs> tends to see. Um, and all you have to do to win is tell us who's the scorer of this famous goal in Scottish football history. But since James Frew started back in 1911... <laughs> We've changed the commentary, we've given it a bit of a retro feel And let me warn you, this is the hardest of the week so far You're going to have to listen very carefully Who is the scorer of this goal? It's been a thrilling game of association football so far And the climax is near It has been kicked up the park But here comes the online forward he turns the man, and blimey, what a strike of a football, and it beats the goalkeeper. And who would believe it? It's a 6-6 draw. Oh, mm, maybe kept yeah. you waiting for the killer clue there, but if you know who scored that goal, give us a call right now with your guess on 01419511025. You need to be over 18, and you have until the end of this ad break to call. Get in touch, and you could win with James Frew next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. 0141-951-1025. Loads of time to get your calls in, whether it is League Cup last night, looking ahead to the weekend, something else entirely. We just heard from Brendan Rogers there before the break as well. But before we go any further, some extra fun for you this week. Let's play this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with James Frew. Need a gas engineer, plumber, joiner or electrician? Contact them today. Yes, all this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, we've teamed up with James Frew, Scotland's leading property solutions company. Uh, you can head over to jamesfrew.co.uk for all your building needs and I'll tell you what, the power of this, there is an unnamed pundit on this show who called me today and said, by the way, I think I need some building work done. Really? The details for genuinely for James Frew. Right, we so can narrow we that down. No, let's, can let's, it be let's leave can it for it? now. What you're trying to do is guess who scored a famous goal from Scottish football, but it's a retro commentary we've put on it. Tonight's prize is a four ball game of golf at Trump Tunbury on the King Robert the Bruce course in partnership with Just Employment Law. A lovely place to be. You'll find a few of Mark Wilson's balls there from when we were down at the Cash for Kids <laughs> Day in the sea. Um, last week as well. So on the line right now, trying to win is Andrew in Hamilton. How's it going, Andrew? I'm not bad, buddy, not bad. I'll tell you what, Andrew, well done getting through because very busy on the phones. And by the way, those lines are closed. I can still I see. Was, I was actually bathing the wee boy. I had it on Facebook and I was like, I'm not that answer because the game is on. Oh, no, don't you, don't, just you wait. Just you wait because we'll play the clip first. Let's hear who is the scorer of this goal. It's been a thrilling game of association football so far and the climax is near. It has been kicked up the park, but here comes the online forward. He turns the man and blimey, what a strike of a football and it beats the goalkeeper. And who would believe it? It's a 6-6 draw. Tell us, Andrew, who scored that goal? Lukas Jukovic. Lukas Jukovic, one of my all-time favourites, I have to say. Well done, you've won the four ball at Turnbury on the Robert the Bruce course. The rules are you need to make sure you've got three pals so that Gordon DL doesn't try and tag along, okay? <laughs> awesome. Good, good man. Thanks. There's no even any doubt of that there. He's <laughs> not thinking about offering you. Well done, Andrew. Enjoy your day out. Cheers, buddy. I appreciate it. There we go. Even more prizes coming tomorrow. Um, that's that. just this week. This is on uh, all week. Be doing golf it. It's all been golf courses so far. Mm-hmm. What are golf courses? I'm led to West believe. Bride, I'm, I'm led to believe there's something very different tomorrow. So I'm told. I could be wrong. 
Um, a very disappointing bit of a problem. Bit of a problem on tonight's show, though. Apparently, rumour has it that when I asked the question before the break, we then went to a break, somebody forgot to turn your mic off, Uh and so the whole nation heard you saying, ah, it was uh, Mother Wolf Sex Hib (laughs) Sex. You got a wee bit extra clue. There's nothing up with that. Luckily, you could remember his name. Mm. So yeah. we're luck- lucky that that's all Luck- we said. Because <laughs> during the break, this guy gets <laughs> <laughs> into some stories. I, I will say that's that's. I think oh. that's the best, and I'm not sure if I'm being swayed by the the significance of a last minute six. All that's still, the, I think that's the best goal I've seen live. Mm. Where was it volleying out the yeah, kind of touchline? Scandalous angle, yeah. like yeah. What a game that night. Oh. Yogi, I think Yogi yep. was your manager. Six yeah. two. With 25 minutes, minutes to go. Yeah. And then Muller will miss a penalty at six, f- at, at five, six, really? I think, yeah. I'd, I'd left it one each. <laughs> yeah, beat the traffic. <laughs> I got there at Hibs 2 0 up, I think, or 3 1 up or something. Incredible. I thought, what am I doing here? Who's the manager of many games? Craig Brown. Craig Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. Okay. Uh, before we speak to Andy on the line, what, what a teaser this is, genuinely. Quite frankly, Far too hard for you two. Well, really give us another one then. Because the crazy pony has sent it in. Oh, uh, let's get the question up and running for you. The full time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Score winning wardrobes at their new trade counter at Colville's Road. Right. <laughs> the crazy pony has sent 12 of these. There is not a <laughs> chance, pony. Honestly, not a chance. So, what I'm going to do. A chance. I'll take the executive decision, okay? Since tw- I'm going to chop it Since 2022 Seven of your former teammates Either of you Right Have managed in England's top four divisions So since 2022 Seven of your former teammates Either one of you Have managed in England's top four divisions Can you name them? What a question that is Since 20 Shiggy Shiggy you right Since 2022 Seven of your former teammates have managed in England's top four divisions. I've not got one teammate that's managed in. Okay. Sean Maloney. Yes. Gary Caldwell. Yep. Okay, we'll leave it there. Any of any of yours that spring to mind? Absolutely not. Okay. Teammates that's managed. Craig Brewster? Ooh, you know, he was 2018 Plymouth, so he's not on the list. He's on the extended list, but not the one that I've chopped. All right, listen. You've got until the end of the, the show, so you'll be fine. Um, is there any has teammates big on it? for Gary Caldwell the other night see that not looting out yeah, oh, you were yeah. still on Dubai I, d- I did see something on Twitter that mm. I just Luton Airport by. did you come via Luton Airport <laughs> I did was every other airport in London he asked a really good question mm. there Mark for once is there any listen the question is there are any of my teammates there are seven there. of either of your former teammates well there is because, well, it's got to be one of the Wraith Rovers mob in there Anyway, let's wait and see. Andy is a Celtic fan on the line. If you two could just concentrate on the, the phone-in element of the show, it's sort of the main <laughs> bit. Um, Andy, take it away. Hi, Gordon, how are you doing? I actually just want to see Djukovic, but... Uh, <sighs> well, listen, oh, we'll just, let's just got talk, another four ball. Let's talk football <laughs> <laughs> He's a two-ball two since I'm second. <laughs> listen, it's just my, my observation, really, it's just about two sending-offs who might have impacted on... Selig team selections, right? The first one, uh, the second point is the one I want to talk about. But the first one is just when um, 
Diogo and Ma- Maida went up front on Saturday. I don't. I've heard you, God, God, both Gordons and Mark saying this before that you can actually name the Celtic eleven apart from the right-sided striker. So um, I'm thinking potentially that it might have uh, planted a seed in Brendan Rodgers' head, certainly for the away European games, to go 5-3-2 with the two guys up front. Um, yeah, and, and it's basically because of the sending off we had to go to that that, that, that shape. I've not been an advocate of changing shapes in European games, but it might work. But my main point was, we spoke, you, you guys were speaking about the, the centre-half position there for Celtic. And uh, my point here is that if Nat Phillips doesn't come in and play on Saturday... Um, because he needs to get some game time, I suppose, for Tuesday, because Lagabielka is going to be suspended mm-hmm. again. That's uh, as a result of a red card. If he doesn't come in and play on Saturday and play well and hold down that position for Tuesday night, I don't think he'll ever play for Celtic because Carvajal will be back pretty soon. Um, I think in two weeks is the, 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 the talk. Skills, in my opinion, I wasn't a big fan at the start of the season, to be fair, but I've heard a lot of people talking about his defensive qualities. But what's not being pointed out is. The guy's distribution for me is fantastic. Uh, I'll take the Dundee game in particular. There's three balls he put through. Uh, we should have scored three of them, actually, but it was fantastic distribution. And to be fair, it's probably the best distribution in the end of the centre-half so good to do. So my point really is, uh, it's not about Nat Phillips. If he, he, he must start on Saturday, I'd imagine, to get the game time to, to play on Tuesday. But if he doesn't, I wonder if he'll ever play for Celtic. That's a good point, actually, because yeah. Carter Vickers yeah. is back. You know, you keep chopping and changing. Um, Mark, I would that... agree with that, um, but I would say if he's, he's he fit, ready, he will play. Um, he's been brought here for a reason. Um, I would agree as well in terms of skills distribution. That's why he found himself playing left back um, for Aberdeen because distribution is key in that area, and he's uh, he's very good at that. But I think Phillips brought here for a reason. He, he was unlucky to pick up a wee niggle. Uh, but he will be. Having I'm sure that here. Gordon, he, I, th- I think he was described as. I'm paraphrasing But touch and go For the Livingston game But he didn't make it He wasn't on the bench at all Now I don't know if he was He maybe was fine But there was just no point In risking him And you're maybe thinking About the pitch But he wasn't involved In any way He wasn't on the bench So I'm not 100% sure That he's definitely fit And flying and ready To play at Fir Park But I mean Although I suppose Brendan Rodgers Probably would have been Asked today actually Um, Is that Buy into Andy's theory If it's not If it's not this week Then maybe never um, I don't. I don't really know because I've not seen enough of him to tell you how good a footballer. No, but I mean, defender like... is because you look at. It, I, I see Andy's point with the three-five-two. I don't think that'll happen at the moment because they don't have probably three centre halves are struggling in that department. Um, but if he sticks with a four and Carter Vickers comes back, it's Carter Vickers and one of another. So there's about what three or four. Centre backs in there fighting for that one place, you know. Scales is probably holding it down just now because I do agree. I think that since he's come in at Ibrox, uh, especially and get man of match that day, I think he's been he's been decent. He's been very good indeed. Uh, he's used to the ball's good, and I think that's what Brendan Rodgers likes in his defend uh, defenders. They come out come out and use the ball and link up. So I think that fits the bill uh, going down that road, but. I don't know because Phillips is brought up here for a reason and because he's not fit to play doesn't mean to say that, you know, the minute Carter Vickers is back, he's just got to disappear. He'll probably get an opportunity somewhere. Hmm. I think, I'm just trying to make sure I find the exact quote because the headlines can be a bit misleading. I think Brendan Rogers, the suggestion from today is that he could be available for 
Lazio. So then with no mention of... Yeah, I, again, if that is the case, of then... Motherwell, which is quite something. I, I totally get the point that, you know, he has to play to get some game time. But Brendan Rodgers has to balance that up. I know, to be fair, I think he said hopefully he'll be back for the weekend. He does say that as well. So uh, if he misses out at the weekend... Like Celtic fans would like to see him in action before those games. It's not always as important as the supporters think. Brendan Rodgers needs to think necessity, what he needs in his backline for Lazio. Um, different horses for different courses, I guess. He, he maybe thinks he could get away with somebody away at Motherwell at centre-back, but Phillips coming straight in the Lazio game. Who knows what he's thinking, but I think we will see him sooner rather than later. He's brought to the club to play, and he's been unlucky with, with an injury, but as soon as he's fit he'll, I think he'll get a fair share of game time I get, I totally get Carter Vickers will be the number one centre half but I think Phillips will get a portion beside so, him so you don't think Scale like, as, as well as Scales has done you don't think it's well enough at this point to say well you know he definitely is going to play for the foreseeable no, future no I don't no. Um, you disagree with that Andy? I, I do, I do I, at the moment we, we, it's quite uh, interesting that uh, Rolston signed a, a, an extended contract today for cover for right back I do believe there's a potential because Scales has showed up so well. If Carter Dickers comes back and one of the other, other centre-halves play uh, uh, the, the potential that they've got, uh, potential, uh, Mark's right, uh, Scales could maybe lose his place, but is, is he a back? Is he potential as a backup for, for left-back? But I can only say what's happened so far this season, and I'll, I'll be honest, he's changed my mind. I didn't think he was good enough to, to stay at the start of the season. However... His performance has been very good. So, again, Mark, it's one of the ones where if somebody's going to take Scales' position, they need, they need to do well. Yeah. Because, again, I go back to a point I made previously on the show. See, like, don't have enough. There seems an awful lot of centre backs there. I think Scales is the only left footed player. Yeah, you might be right within that. Um, Vrotsky, uh, you know what? Seen so little of him. Uh, that's what I was going to say. From memory. But look, Andy's right. I mean, Scales has shown up well just now. But I'd, unfortunately for Scales, I think he's finding himself in the same department as what a Ralston did or a Welsh did. That he's, he's classed as probably a backup player. And when he gets his chance, he does well. However, when he just falls below the performance levels he's been given, and it's very difficult to keep the performance levels up, then unfortunately for him, he'll probably find himself replaced with one of the signings. And that is just the... <laughs> Ecosystem these players mm. kind of live in. But look, they'll still be they're still learning. Obviously, Gordon to be done. I mean, it doesn't matter in the end. And Celtic get praised so much, but maybe even just that. Well, is it something that comes with experience? Do you do you have Liam Scales particularly culpable for the Joe Hart sending off because of the way he tries to step up and it doesn't quite work? Or is that just a fall on Joe Hart and no one else? No, I just think it's one of these unfortunate decisions. Joe Hart decides to come out and try and clear a danger, Gordon, and it's a red card all day. I'd, I, I think scales... Football, football's gone soft, according to the guy <laughs> earlier on, remember? Yeah, but it was a red card all day. I think scales um, against Livingston, I think his use of the ball was good. I don't think his positional sense defending was that great. I don't, I let, look, the boys come in, um, everybody had written him off, and he's he's been very good for Celtic, you've got to say, he really has, but in the longer term, I don't see him cementing down that position, right, I think he's, you know, in, in, in a very good place just now, playing with confidence, he knows that, 
you know, the manager believes in him. But to play at that, that standard week in, week out, Brendan Rodgers is probably asking more and more now and to people to lift their game, as we see, and the Celtic fans are quite happy the way things are going. There are decent centre-halves in there, so I think he, I think he's got a bit of competition. He'll need to keep playing to the level, but I see eventually... Carter Vickers come in with one of the mm. summer signs. Okay, thank you to Andy. Let's revisit this teaser. Thanks again to the Crazy Pony for sending it and to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride for helping us out. Can you name seven of your former teammates since 2022 have managed in England's top four divisions? Gary Caldwell and Sean Maloney so far. Scott Brown. Yep. When, where did you play with him? Um, Mark. Oh, Mark's former oh, teammate. Uh, Fleetwood, yep. You should see when Mark meets Scott Brown, it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> yeah, the bin man said you've got Scott Brown posters up in your Oh, <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> don't know what you're laughing at because uh, Chris has tweeted in to say, forget tipping the bin men. DL definitely doesn't tip the postman because I was his for years when he lived in White Craigs. <laughs> Not a dime or even a can of links out the boot of I, his Passat. I, I, can't, I can't believe she put the money in her back pocket. No wonder she went away to England. Sorry, Chris. She's down south. Go after her. Do you know what's even, more, al- you know what's even more, more alarming about that? Because uh, I had never put that. I'd never put those things together. Do you remember his Passat? Aye. It's disgusting. You lived in White Craigs with that Passat? Yeah. <laughs> like one of the most affluent places <laughs> in Glasgow oh. with a piss hat. Listen, that thing yeah. was a disgrace. Oh, that, 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 that piss hat oh. broke my heart. Let me tell you, I was more, I was more upset losing the piss hat than my three wives. How did you? But every single panel on it was dented. <laughs> oh, she's not listening. Every one, every panel on, on the car. Oh, oh, panels was the least these worries is when you opened that door and you went memories. to sit in it. Honestly, it was like. <sighs> The bin man had emptied the bin <laughs> and the Passat. Passat was, was a good Right. Uh, Any good more guy. on that teaser? Uh, There's none of mine. I cannot think of one guy I played with. Mark Fosnum? No. no. Uh, did you play with him? Scotland level? No. No, is that not count? Did I play with anybody that managed? <laughs> In that era? Stevie Crawford for him? No chance. No. England's top four divisions. All I'll say is, right, I'm not stitching you up. There are... Teammates of yours on this list. No, there's no. But, no, I'm telling you, a hundred percent. Okay, we'll do the rest next. Okay. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL What's wrong with you? Nothing I'm just enjoying myself Uh, Are here to try and round off this teaser tonight I'm not You look different You're too hunting (laughs) 10 I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going out, so I've had to put a shirt on. <laughs> Show them your cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite getting <laughs> yeah. Take this um, pen. Yeah. I'm going to support a local charity <laughs> after the show. And uh, yeah. Very smart. I had to stick a shirt on. What's up with that? With cufflinks. Yeah. I had to go and buy these That's in the way of the show as well. That's cash. What, 10 quid cufflinks for next? Cufflinks. I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> I would take the, he would take the, you know, the wee rope that you used to get through them. I use that. Um, I like that. But not everyone watches on the live stream, remember, so you didn't have to tell everyone that well, I could oh, change yeah. during the break. What you I don't, know, what I'm what you don't know is sure. that I'm in my pants yeah, under, the, yeah, yeah. under the desk. <laughs> and I don't know what you're laughing at, because tonight, well, honestly... <laughs> 
You've, you've cottoned on to the fact that people can only see you waist up So I've got no problem with it You've gone with a nice wee knitted Very long nice. sleeve polo shirt Maroon Maroon uh, Well it'll be claret obviously Yeah um, Hugo Bosch jeans Which is fine It's absolutely fine But it does <laughs> you can't see. It does not go with black nylon under armour tracky bottoms It honestly doesn't I can't believe that It's Hugo Bosch jeans you notice Stand up then if you look at that! That's the H for Hugo Boss. P teacher and geography teacher <laughs> combined Get in a it. different angle in. Anyway, right. <laughs> Tonight's teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Nylon under armors. <laughs> We're smart. Where's that? The M and S. Yeah, that's nice. That no, you suit the top half. I don't know what you've done down there, but yeah. anyway. Uh, since 2022, seven of your former teammates have managed a game in England's top four divisions: Gary Caldwell, Sean Maloney, and Scott Brown. So far, so all Mark Wilsons. Do you mm. think there's any of yours on this list? I've got one. Mick McCarthy. Where did you play with Mick McCarthy? Man City. Yes Can't Well done Do you play many games Mick with him? McCarthy Yeah good lad Mike but He man. wouldn't even know you no, Mick and Dash The called us down there <laughs> Mick and Dash <laughs> Here they come Here's Mick and Dash <laughs> Right okay Paul Hartley Yes Ah he was manager uh, uh, Hartlepool Hartlepool Hartley Hartley Clues, the clues, the clues <laughs> in the name Yeah uh, Right okay So that's fine Means you've only got two to get Do you think that's you done? Do you think you've got any more Of your no, former teammates me. on here? No Is there one of his former teammates? If there are I'm not getting it You're not done yet Is all I'm saying Is it one? Is it two? Could be two Could be as many as two Both uh, Man City? Mm, not saying anything yet We'll wait and see Stuart um, McCall How Is he a teammate of yours? No <laughs> Never no. played with Stuart uh, McCall How good a win for Hibs last night? Fantastic, uh, especially going behind uh, to an informed St Mirren team. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the result coming in, I'm thinking, St Mirren have got to do that again. I was there at the first game of the season. Um, a terrific game, Good plenty crowd. of goals. 17,500, <laughs> I didn't look at the crowd last night, but I'm sure it'll be the same. And I think roles were reversed now, because St Mirren looked like the team that was going to go in and win it. And then Hibs come back in, and obviously Martin Boyle, two goals. That's a that's that's a very very good start. Um, Semi final now against Aberdeen. They'll fancy that. That's a great start to life there for Nick Montgomery. Yeah. Mark. Yeah, without doubt. Um, always difficult for a manager when they come in mid season after the window's shut and you're having to pick up the pieces uh, of someone else's signings. All you can hope for is to get a reaction from the players that have been underperforming under the previous regime, and he's got that. Certainly has. It always helps when it comes in a cup as well, and and you get yourself to a semi final right away. Gets the fans on side. Hibs fans could be hard to please. We've seen that throughout the years. So he's got off to a terrific start, but he's got a good squad. That's it, and they just need to be probably a bit more pragmatic defensively um, than what they were under Lee Johnson and I think they'll be onto something because they've got guys who can score goals plenty of pace in there as well Bit of a blow for St Mirren like, I don't think St Mirren are at a stage yet where they assume victory going to somewhere like Easter Road but you know, having started the season so well and actually finished last season you know, it's a good league finish in the season last year hoping to add a trip to Hamden to that and then within the game obviously there were moments where they would have maybe I felt confident that it was going to happen So the flip side of the success for Nick Montgomery Is a, a blow for Stephen Robinson That's a big blow um, But he'll have known how difficult that game was going to be Away from home, quarter final uh, But when you take the lead I think they went in at half time leading And you're thinking this could be our night 
Well, credit to, to Hibs. It should actually be a better start for Hibs because, you know, they were at Rugby Park on total command of that game and ended up walking away with a point. <laughs> Um, what is wrong? How annoying are cufflinks, by the way? I think, I think you should do this on screen because I think every man will have the same opinion. Putting cufflinks is yeah, the most annoying thing, and none of us have offered to help you. I've nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job. Wales on here. Wales multitasking. But anyway, St. Man will be highly disappointed, but what they can take great credit for. Is their their league start their league campaign so far? It's been absolutely brilliant. Yes, it would have been great for them to get to a semi final, and if they got to a semi final against Aberdeen, you'd probably fancy them to get to the final. There's no doubt they probably went in it that game a bit, you know, favourites. Um, but it was all about hips, and they made the home advantage count. And well done to them. Looking forward to that semi final. Yeah, what did you make of the semi final draw? Um, <clears throat> I think Hibs and Aberdeen will be delighted. I know that Simon, the Kilmarnock supporter, before the game on Tuesday night, come on and said, look, we'd want to avoid St Mirren. Well, they're certainly going to avoid St Mirren and the rest of the teams because they're out. Um, Thanks for clearing that up. But he still doesn't matter. I don't care. You want to avoid Rangers? Of course you yeah, do. Yeah. Of course you do. If you're, if you're honest about it, and you can build up the argument, no, they're not in great form, whatever. Rangers haven't lost a goal in the last, what, three or four games. They've... Put Livingston to the sword. Yes, they rode their luck, but uh, against Motherwell, the European campaign, I thought they were very, very good. So you you just don't get to a semi final where Rangers have been there at Hamden so many times and think, oh, we'd like to draw on them. Absolutely no chance. And I think Hibs and Aberdeen will be delighted they've avoided Rangers, but it's up to Hearts to go there and uh, show what they're all about. Right, I think that's pretty much us. So we're going to have to try and round off this teaser we are looking for. And thanks again to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions, East Kilbride, for helping us and the Crazy Pony for sending it in. We're looking for, since 2022, there are seven former teammates of of yours, Mm. either of you, who've managed a game in England's top four divisions. It's an outstanding question. Scott Brown at Fleetwood, Sean Maloney at Wigan, Gary Caldwell at Exeter, and Mick McCarthy at Blackpool. I'm going to try. Teammate of yours. I'm going to try. Uh, Sorry, Paul Hartley as well. I'm going to try and pull out a classic. Paul Simpson. Who texted you that? I swear, my my phone has not moved. Who is Paul Simpson? Paul Simpson played with Manchester City. Played wide left, and I I know that he was the only one that went into management. He did. He's still the manager of Carlisle. I think. I would never have got that. But he certainly was recently. Well done, Paul Simpson. That's brilliant. He's isn't? the only one that went into management. That's no, such a lie. <laughs> no, is. Anyway, he's got it by hook or by right, crook. Well done. Did you think I cheated? Now? Aye. I swear I never cheated. Right, listen. Now. There you go. There is right. one more former teammate of yours, Gordon no. DL, who well, has managed in you... England's top four. I'll never get top it. four divisions. Who did I play with him with? with Come on. Oh no. Come on. Have you got Paul Simpson? If you got Paul Simpson, <laughs> you must get this one, whoever it is. In terms of recent Scottish football history and whatever, who is your most well-known former teammate? Team mate? Mate? Mate, mate, mate? This is embarrassing. I have no idea. Give us a other clue. He calls people mate all the time. Mate. And- 
っ通してこうくるああ。